Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. All right, week number two, getting ready to get started. But first, want to just let everybody know that the D3 Golf Guys will be at the NCAA preview down at the Mission Inn next week. Super excited to be down there. Uh, we're going to try to set up a little table at the Sunday night dinner that they have there at the resort. So come on by, say hello introduce yourselves they will have a small amount of merch there you can check it out and order it online or you can pick some up for whatever we have there uh, with us on hand super excited to see everybody down there so for the podcast tonight we're going to go through some results and then we've got a great interview with eric quinn who is a former national champion who won his national championship at mission Inn, to talk to us about what to expect at mission Inn. For those of you that are going to be joining us at the NCAA preview. All right, with that being said, let's dive in to the most recent results that we had. Let's start first with the ladies' side. All right, first, let's start with the Wartburg Fall Invitational with the ladies' uh, tournament, which had a, a very nice field and a, a good result. St. Catherine University ends up coming in first place. They shoot 293, 293. Uh, 10 over par total, 586, which is <laughs> great playing. Um, they win the tournament. They win by 11 over Illinois Wesleyan. Carthage College finishes third. Gustavus's ladies finished fourth. Tied for fifth was Carlton College and Bethel University. Um, really nice tournament, but what I'm starting to see here, and this is what we kind of put out on Twitter, is I think the best thing we like about some of the impact of the new yardage is that the new yardage is allowing the ladies to shoot the same scores as the men. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody's going crazy low. It actually means that the, the better programs are shooting right pretty close to the same numbers. You know, the programs that are a little less serious about golf are shooting the same numbers. So, you know, we still had some 340s and 350s and higher in that tournament for the ladies, but. You know, St. Catherine goes two, two sub-300s. Illinois Wesleyan is both sub-300. There wasn't a whole lot of those last year. So I think that's really a really good uh, indicator that uh, what we were trying to get done with the re- yardage reduction in Division Three is having a good positive impact. Um, also, special shout-out to Sydney Brandt from St. Catherine University. She, she won the tournament individually at three under par, 71-70. Um, she ended up uh, beating out Kyra Veen Vinay from her team as well, who finished at two under. So very good playing there for the ladies in that tournament. The other big ladies tournament that I want to talk about tonight is Montgomery Country Club, uh, hosted by Huntington College down there in Alabama. And who, man, was this a loaded field? I'll talk a little bit more about this, but... Uh, I think we're probably going to end up putting this team number one after their performance of the last week and a half. And that is the Emory University ladies who come in and shoot six under total, 287, 283, which is outstanding golf. They, they just, they just barely clip uh, Carnegie Mellon. Uh, Carnegie Mellon was no, no slouch. They were four under for the, for the tournament, 286, 286, really consistent. Uh, Coming in third place was Methodist, who ended up two over. But uh, don't mind us. They just shot 280 the last day, eight under. Uh, So, you know, this is what I kind of keep looking at. Like, we're starting to see under par rounds. We're starting to see the teams be able to 
shoot some good numbers. The ladies, the best ladies teams are getting under 300 where the best men's teams are. I, I, it feels to me like it's having that equal effect that we want, wanted. Uh, Barry College comes in fourth, and then Washington and Lee in center end up tying for fifth. Mary Harden Baylor seventh. Uh, Rhodes and Swanee tie for eighth, two other SAA schools. Uh, Huntington, the host, comes in tenth. Uh, Oglethorpe 11th, Piedmont 12th, and Birmingham Southern 13th. Now, you know, normally you'd be like, oh my gosh, we finished 11th out of this. This is a world-class field. Like, this has probably got, of the 13 teams, I'm going to guess at least eight of them are in the top 15, probably. Um, What a great field. But just some outstanding golf being played. I mean, Washington and Lee and Center basically both tied at 600. That's 300-300 300-300 for Washington on Lee, and center went 297-303. Uh, man, some really, really good playing down there. Uh, on the individual side, boy, it was really, really tight at the top. Uh, and, and I'm going to do my best on some names here, so I'm going to apologize in advance. But uh, Shreya Uparjuru from Carnegie Mellon ended up winning the tournament as me- medalist. She shot six under total. She goes 70-68. Uh, Riley Suter from Center College uh, finishes second, five under, shoots 70-69. Uh, and then two tied for third is Kaylin Yao from Carnegie Mellon at three under. And then Hiju Hyun from Emory University, also three under. Both shot 72-69, so very good playing there. Uh, Jillian Drinkard, who we talked a lot about on this podcast, uh, from Methodist. She ends up going uh, one under for the tournament, but 76 day one, five under 67, uh, low round of the day on day two, which is really uh, excellent. And then also tied for fifth was Nicole Nesbitt from Sewanee, also at one under. Three tied at seven, Ingrid Steingrimson from Methodist, who, you know, we we talked about her and Jillian in the preview. Uh, She was even, uh, 74-70. Uh, Grace Walker. Here, now, here's an interesting thing. Grace Walker from center, I believe, was playing as an individual. She ends up shooting even par of 73-71. That may have a big impact to center kind of down the road um, because you might have to add another person in the lineup for center. And that may have a big impact on them kind of going down. We'll, we'll, we'll watch and see. Um, you know, we've already talked about this on the men's side last week, but you know, sometimes when you find the, the individual, you, you're figuring out your lineup, then then you get, get rolling after that. It'd be interesting to watch uh, where Grace ends up in the lineup for the next time the the center lady colonels uh, take the tee box. But also uh, tied for seventh was Irene Wang from Emory University at even. And at two tied at 10th ten, at place, Bailey Plord from Barry College and Sharon Munn from Emory University. Both there, both one over. But I mean, you know... <clears throat> Uh, let's see here. Six over for the entire tournament, 78-72, gets you tied for 23rd. So, again, I, I, I really look at this and go, all right, I, I th- we're getting the desired f- effect. And, and, honestly, we, we kept a lot of big scores off the card for the most part. Um, you know, when you look at some of the uh, course averages and statistics – it was pretty good. Uh, round one, it was 80, and round two was 78, um, really closer to 79, um, which is great. It's not 85 or 86. And those six or seven shots, those make a big difference. Uh, so 
really good playing there. I, I was really impressed to watch uh, the scores come in. All right. Uh, with that, let's move over to the men. All right. On the men's side, let's start up in uh, Pioneer Creek Golf Course for the Minnesota Golf Classic uh, up in Maple Plain, Minnesota, where the St. John's Johnnies uh, stood out amongst the crowd, and they end up winning the tournament. They shoot a seven over total, 293, 291, 287. Uh, very good golf. Uh, they finish first. Gustavus Adolphus uh, edges out uh, the St. John's B team uh, for, for second place. Luther College in fourth. Uh, Gustavus's B team in fifth. Uh, Wisconsin Eau Claire team in sixth. Augsburg in seventh. O- Eau Claire in eighth. Uh, the Eau Claire's B team in eighth. So we had a lot of B teams in there. Uh, we had Bethel, Carlton, McAllister, St. Olaf in there. But really nice playing by the Johnnies. You know, the Johnnies return a lot. They're a team to watch in the Minnesota region. Um, you know, I, I think I think we'll keep our eye on, on them and, and see. There was a bunch of individuals in there. I mean, there were like Kent State people and Kansas people in there as well. So very inter- interesting. There were a whole bunch of individuals that were in that. But uh, Glavin Schugel for St. John's was low man in the Division Three tournament. He shoots uh, three under along with – Jacob Peterson from Gustavus, who we knew who went to nationals last year. So really good playing by those guys, three under par. I'm not going to get into too many of the rest of the details, um, but big tournament had a whole bunch of division one people stuck in it, but the team in competition was the one I wanted to make sure that we highlighted. Okay, next let's go uh, to the Belterra resort in Florence, Indiana for the battle at Belterra. Uh, the Midwest teams got together and they decided to scrap it out over at the uh, hotel and casino. And uh, Wittenberg comes out on top by quite a bit. They shoot 286, 290 and really kind of separate themselves pretty significantly. Uh, the, the team from Allegheny finishes second, uh, 307, 295. Uh, Asbury University finishes third. Capital University finishes fourth. Uh, Center College finishes fifth, Ohio Wesleyan sixth, Wabash seventh, Spalding eighth, Hanover ninth, Ferrum tenth, Franklin eleventh, Mount St. Joe's twelfth, Earlham thirteenth, and Berea fourteenth. Um, but a nice win out of Wittenberg at, at the at that tournament, and more about kind of they look like they shot the right scores. Uh, they had three of the top four finishers, um, so Matthew Mattioli. Uh, ended up uh, tied for first <coughs> with Luke Berner from Ohio Wesleyan. And then Wittenberg had the next two with Josh Wright and Evan DeSanto. Uh, Colin Fermel from Capital and Nolan Keeler from Spalding were also in the top five. Uh, so a good a, a good tournament there. I, I, I like just keeping my eye on the Wittenberg guys as they kind of continue to compete and move through there. All right, the other big tournament was down in Tunica, Mississippi, where Rhodes College hosted their fall invitational. And our good friend Tom Campbell was uh, nice enough to bring everybody down there to that uh, casino-type area. So lots of casino tournaments this week. Uh, but as we would have probably predicted, Huntington College uh, stands out. And they win by eight shots. They go 297, 282, 287. Um, really interesting to see Suwanee come up and finish second. I think they might have heard that you know, we were curious as to where they were and some of the surprise that we had last year when they ended up winning the SAA and winning nat- and getting to nationals. But 
they played pretty rock solid. So Swanee comes in with a 10, a 10 over total, 293, 292, 91. Piedmont finishes third, um, Webster fourth. Southwestern University out of Georgetown, Texas came, uh, came east and ended up finishing fifth. And then tied for sixth was Rhodes and Dallas. Harden Simmons and finishes eighth. Letourneau University at ninth. Uh, Transy comes in tenth, tied for tenth with uh, DePaul University. Lagrange uh, was at twelfth. Millsaps thirteenth. Uh, Rhodes had a B team, and then Rose Holman, and then Hendricks College out of Conway, Arkansas. Uh, I, really, some really good playing here. It was really kind of fun to watch as I was watching a little bit of it live. Uh, Will Hawker ends up winning the tournament with a seven under total. He goes 70, 70, 69, just, just edging out Pierce Lucas from Sewanee at six under. He went 70, 70, 70, um, which is that, that's really great golf. And then you get, then you get Huntington, <clears throat> Ethan Unverzak at third place. And then Piedmont's Fred Roberts, the fourth in fourth. And then two Huntington guys tied for fifth in Grant Gronka and Owen Burt. Uh, as well as Ryan Demet from Sewanee. So you got two Sewanee guys in the top five and then three Huntington guys in the top five. That's sort of how they kind of separated themselves out. Um, Jonathan Hester from Hardin-Simmons finished eighth. Jack Billups solo ninth for Rhodes College. And then uh, there were four tied at tenth. Andrew Lovejoy from Millsaps. Eric Penland from Piedmont. Rex Soulier from Dallas. And Nicholas Huzington from Southwestern. All right, so now we can kind of turn our attention over to the upcoming NCAA preview down at Mission Inn. So I thought about what can we do to kind of start to preview some of these bigger tournaments. And I said, let's bring on somebody who has had a lot of success at that golf course who can kind of tell us, hey, what should we expect coming into the tournament? We're going to take a quick break to tell you about our friends at Titleist. Titleist, the number one brand in golf, and I've seen a whole bunch of Titleist in all my years around D3 golf. But the best thing they have going for them is the Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X. It's the best ball on tour. It's the best ball for college players. If you are a high-level player looking for the best golf ball around, there's nothing better than Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X. Get yours today. So, without further ado, I bring you our interview with... Coach Eric Quinn. All right. Joining me tonight is the director of golf at Young Harris College and former Oglethorpe University Stormy Petrol, Coach Eric Quinn. Eric, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Good. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And, and for those of you listening, uh, Eric and I obviously go way back. I, back. I remember when he was a, a goofy freshman. So uh, anybody that's listening to the podcast that want to know uh, what he was like back then, uh, you can, I can extract it out of me for hundreds of dollars at a time. Uh, I'm, but, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a lot of stories flying around. <laughs> but uh, Coach Quinn was an All-American at Oglethorpe and won a national championship at the Mission Inn Resort, which is where we're going to be this week for the NCAA preview. So I thought of nobody better to have come on and kind of give us a little preview of what's in store for the team at the Mission Inn and what to expect. Now, I know that... Uh, the preview, we'll, we'll play Las Colinas once, but then two rounds on El Campeon. And I think Nationals is going to mostly be on El Campeon. So let's just focus on the, the, the bigger, harder course, which is the El Campeon, and, and focus on that. So, Coach Quinn, tell, tell us sort of what you remember. I know you've been there a lot even after your national championship, but 
tell us a little bit about what you remember about the golf course from a high level perspective. Uh, you know, the golf course, uh, obviously thank you for having me on first off. Um, it's, it's very nice. You know, obviously I went to the D2 realm, so now I'm coming back in the D3, which is fun, but, um, no, the golf course, it, it, it's tough. It's a really, really good test. Um, obviously it's hosted a lot of national championships in the past, women's and men's, um, very sweet spot for me since we won one back there in, uh, 2012. So, um, the course is tough. Um, it's, it's a very, very good test when it comes to, um, having to move the ball both ways, um, especially where they put the pins on all the greens. Um, that's, that's definitely a, a big piece of it. And obviously where they put the tees, um, you know, uh, some of the crucial holes are actually where Howie in the Hills gets its name from, um, are the hills up and down. So, uh, you know, four is obviously a big hole. Uh, basically four through, I'd say, eight and nine are, are some of the most crucial holes. Um, and then you kind of get into the flat around, I'd say, 10 to, yeah, 10 to 13, which is, you know, kind of more of an easier stretch. But um, the hardest part is that there's not really too, too many scoreable holes out there. So uh, it's, it's a fun course. If you play good golf and you're hitting it in the fairway, I think it's, uh, you can definitely score on it. But if you're not, it's definitely going to expose you. Yeah, uh, that, that's uh, similar to what I've heard. I'm, I'm anxious to get on property and really uh, dig my teeth in there. That's the, one of the few places where uh, we've had lots of big events that I have not had a chance to, to be at. So super excited to be on site uh, uh, this week. Uh, take me back to uh, 2012, the national championship. You know, uh, how, how do you, how did your game, how was your game coming in there? You know, what, what was your, really your focus and, and tell us a little bit about that experience. Uh, so, so my game was pretty good. Obviously uh, I had some really, really good players on my team. So uh, game was in top shape. Um, I'm very surprised you haven't asked about the nine yet. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought that was going to be coming right away. But um, no, so I, I actually, I didn't play too well at the national championship that year. Um, but, you know, fortunately my teammates did, which was good. Um, but my game was coming in, uh, you know, pretty good at the time. Um, but no, that, like I said, that course, um, I, I used to be a big drawer of the golf ball and it was, it was definitely tough for me because I only had one shot shape. Um, and that course you got to putt it really well, which, you know, I'd never have done very well, <laughs> which is AKA why I'm a golf coach now. Um, but no, it's, uh, it, it's a good course. And my, my game was good going in. Um, we, we had a good game plan, I think was the biggest part of it is that we were very, very disciplined with what we hit off each tee. Um, and I, I think that was kind of why we, we separated ourselves from the field so much. Yeah, and you guys, that, that was the year I think we, that there was quite a big gap between first and second, correct? So I believe that we were 19 over and the next closest was 39. So, I believe that's um, right. Yeah, so we, I mean, obviously Hayden and McCaglia obviously played very, very well that year. Um, but like I said, we just, and, and this is going to be a Coach Owen quote, obviously shout out to him, but... Um, we made the most bogeys that week <laughs> yeah. is the way, is the way he'll put it. We, uh, we didn't really make too many big numbers. Yeah. 
and they're lurking out there. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, as, as I'm kind of getting ready for the course, the par threes seem to be pretty significant out there. Can you tell me a little bit about sort of, you know, what, what to expect when we, cause a lot of times, you know, as golf coaches, we like to hang out in the par threes and make sure we've got, you know, our, our guys, guys and gals, the, the best chance we can T- tell us a little bit about kind of what to expect on the par threes out there. Uh, the par threes are very awkward. Uh, I guess is the, is the best way to put it. Um, number two, uh, it's, it's right in between clubs. It, it's in that, you know, 170 to 190 range every single day. So it's, um, it's very in between clubs. If you miss short, it's not a good miss. Um, if you miss right, you're probably not going to find your ball. Uh, the hazard comes in pretty quick there. And in either of the bunkers, that's a very, very tough up and down. Um, let's see. The next part three would be eight. It's eight. Yeah. Number eight. Um, same thing. It's, there's not really a miss there. It's, it's basically an Island green. Um, uh, the yeah. bunker left, uh, it's pretty shallow, but it's also a very, very tough up and down. Yeah. That one kind of reminds me of what we saw at like Kiowa or like at the bear trap where it's like, okay, water all along the right and slightly in the front and a bunker left and then not anywhere else you want to go left. Is that okay. pretty fair? It's, it's pretty much step up and hit a good shot. <laughs> hit it, hit it to the middle of the green is, is basically, uh, the kind of the, the way that we went into it. Um, and then we have number 12. Yep. I believe is the next one. And, uh, yeah, 12 is a beast. It usually at the national championship, I remember it was like 215 or so. Yeah. 220, somewhere in there. I think they could push it all the way to 240, if I remember right. It's, if, if there's a back pin and they play the back tee, it, it can, it can get pretty yeah. long. So I don't think it, we'll play it. I don't think we'll play it there that this, this week, but yeah, that's okay. a big, big swing, big swing there. Yeah, so it's it's a big swing, and it's uh, I mean, both those bunkers are, are well, I guess there's three bunkers, but all three of them are not they're not good places to be. So, um, and then the last part three, um, fifteen with the water front back left. Yeah, uh, fifteen. It's just not <laughs> it's not fun. I I don't like that yeah. hole personally. <laughs> that was that was the hole that I got a nine on. Uh, yeah. Um, it, I've been wait, I've, I saved it. I saved it, Eric. <laughs> I saved it. Um, no, no, it's it's a good, it's a really good hole, but it's it's the same kind of thing for me. It was in between clubs, and it's just uh, it's a touchy little shot because the green slopes from back to front. So um, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, all, all, the par threes I think are really crucial. Yeah. But what's your favorite hole there? Oh, it's got to be seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough hole, but I, I think it's a very very well designed hole. And I mean, it. I would say I would say that hole right there won us the championship in 2012. Yeah, it's a par five with the approach over water, and it, it's just one of those uh, you know 530 yards. Probably depends on the wind a little bit, which direction the wind's coming out of. Yeah. Um, but it's a good risk reward hole from what I from what I can see. I'm, I'm anxious to see that one up close. Yeah, it's a, it's a good hole, and I, I think one thing that we did um, that year especially was you have to lay up under a tree, <laughs> which sounds really yeah. weird, but you can either lay up way, way short of the tree or you can land under the tree and let it bounce forward. Um, 
and, and that was one thing we did was that, you know, if you miss the fairway, you lay up way short, you know, and go over the tree and, you know, go onto the green or, you know, if you hit the fairway, you can lay up under it. So it was, uh, that was definitely a crucial hole. Well, that's great. We always like love having uh, somebody come on and give us the lay of the land. But uh, while we have you on, uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to and uh, what, how things are going at Young Hair. Uh, so things are going good. Um, I, obviously, I coached at Oglethorpe for – I coached the women's team for six years. And then, uh, yeah, I moved to Young Harris. And last year we actually won the first conference championship in program history on the men's side which was a lot of fun. We set a bunch of records, which was obviously pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I've just still been coaching. But like yeah, I said, I, I, I still sit here and watch D3 golf all the time. That's right, because I was going to call you out saying uh, Coach Quinn was watching, watching Tunica uh, for the Rhodes tournament, and I know he was watching uh, the Montgomery tournament down in uh, the hunting with the ladies tournament. He's still got some uh, ladies down at Oglethorpe that he's still uh, – Keep tabs on. Uh, just for those uh, listeners at home, uh, Coach Quinn now in the Division Two level is pimped out in all his sponsored gear. Uh, so uh, you know, as our T-shirt likes to say, "Same passion, less perks." In Division Three golf. That's right. Well, Coach Quinn, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, and uh, we'll talk again soon in the future. That sounds good. Yes, sir.